Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the breakfast show with me, Ryan Huang. Despite the uncertain economic climate, the local digital payments landscape is experiencing rapid expansion with an increasing number of fintech companies securing licenses to fuel their business growth. Since the implementation of the Payment Services Act back in 2020, which outlined regulations for the sector, the MES has received over 680 applications for payment services licenses. They have now awarded some 190 of those with 11 going to digital payment token companies. The latest to join that list, Ripple. The blockchain and crypto solution company has just been given an in-principle approval by the MES for its application. And this comes as well with the news in the backdrop that it is still sparring with the US Securities and Exchange Commission over a lawsuit, as well as the wider cryptocurrency industry facing tightening policy in the US. So, what is the significance of this in-principle approval for Ripple? And what will it be doing for payment adoption in Singapore and the region? Joining us to unpack it all is Rahul Advani, Policy Director for APAC at Ripple. Good morning, Rahul. Thanks for joining us on the show. Thank you for having me, Ryan. Well, congrats on the latest news. Before we get to the main part of our discussion and for the uninitiated, give us a bit of an overview what Ripple does. We know you've got a lot going on, including an XRP token. Sure, Ryan. Uh, so we are the leading provider of crypto-enabled solutions for businesses. Our mission is to build breakthrough digital asset solutions for a world without economic borders. So our solutions are faster, more transparent, and more cost-effective, solving inefficiencies that have long defined the status quo. So together with partners and the larger developer community, we identify use cases where blockchain technology and digital assets will inspire new business models and create opportunities for more people. For example, uh, through the use of blockchain and advanced APIs, Ripple enables financial institutions who are part of our network, which is known as RippleNet, to send cross-border payments instantly, reliably, and for fractions of a penny. This includes our on-demand liquidity, or ODL service, which enables RippleNet customers to leverage the digital asset XRP mm. to bridge currencies in a matter of seconds. And that ensures that payments are quickly sent and received in local currency on either side of the transaction. So we essentially aim to make the global financial system accessible and affordable to everyone everywhere, and we do this by enabling low-cost real-time remittances and working with central banks to build central bank digital currency platforms. I think many people will be familiar with the SWIFT network. So would it be fair to compare it as an alternative to the SWIFT network? You could say that RippleNet is an alternative to SWIFT. That's correct. All right. So let's talk about the latest license you've just got approval for, the latest major payment institution license in Singapore. How would that contribute to your overall strategy at Ripple to expand your footprint here and in the region? So the in-principle regulatory approval from uh, the Monetary Authority of Singapore ensures regulatory certainty for our existing business in Singapore. Mm. Uh, So this allows us to offer regulated digital payment token products and services, which will enable us to better support and scale the use of our crypto-enabled on-demand liquidity service by our customers in Singapore and across the APAC region, looking to explore the benefits of blockchain technology and digital assets for cross-border payment and treasury use cases. So you mentioned regulatory clarity in Singapore. Give us an idea of what's happening elsewhere, like across the region. Uh, Which are the front runners when it comes to giving clarity on regulations and where are some of the other places that are not as forthcoming? 
So, you know, at Ripple, we have long been advocating for clearer regulatory frameworks for digital assets. And, you know, we've seen recent developers in the industry, which further underscores the urgency to put more safeguards in place there. So we believe that moving forward, uh, striking a balance between encouraging innovation and ensuring consumer protection will not be easy. But looking at the bigger picture, you know, Singapore continues to be a good example of a jurisdiction that has provided the clarity needed to drive crypto innovation. Given the cross-border nature of digital assets, mm-hmm. what we don't want to see is a race to the bottom, right? And hence opportunities for regulatory arbitrage when it comes to regulations. Uh, global consistency and clarity is important for the industry to develop sustainably. So in order to reduce regulatory uncertainty and provide clarity to the legal character of digital assets, uh, it's very important for regulators to develop a taxonomy for digital assets. This will allow for forward-looking and flexible regulatory frameworks to be built that provide regulatory certainty and consumer safeguards, and at the same time meet the goals of encouraging innovation and growth. And, you know, again, you know, Singapore is a great example of a jurisdiction that we believe provides such regulatory clarity, because to start with, there's a clear taxonomy for digital assets. So digital assets are either regulated as digital payment tokens or DPTs under the Payment Services Act, or as digital tokens which constitute capital markets products and are regulated under the Securities and Futures Act. So this allows for an activity-based licensing framework covering a wide range of activities, Mm. which better facilitates innovation while mitigating risks. Um, In the past few years, we have seen other jurisdictions realize the need for this regulatory clarity. There are, you know, jurisdictions such as Korea, Australia, New Zealand, which are all in different stages of, you know, developing their own regulatory frameworks. We do have progressive jurisdictions in regions such as Japan, which do have a clear regulatory framework and taxonomy, as I described. And if we look further afield, you know, in the EU, MECA was just passed. Uh, We believe that will come into effect sometime next year. That provides clarity in the EU, the UK has a progressive framework as well. Switzerland, uh, too, and most recently uh, in Dubai, we've seen in the UAE efforts at providing this regulatory clarity. So I can I can say that in general, in the region at least, uh, there is regulators have realized the need to provide this regulatory clarity. All right. So just wrap things up for Ripple APAC, you've got the license approval. So what's next for you in terms of perhaps partnerships? So we will continue to grow and scale our commercial partnerships for ODL as demand for the solution continues to grow. Uh, however, a key focus of ours is also on developing talent. We are a global business and we remain hyper-focused on building our teams outside of the U.S. Uh, 90% of our business is global and Singapore, and to a larger degree, the Asia-Pacific region, is one of our fastest-growing regions and remains high on our list for recruiting. So we will be continuing to recruit in Singapore as our headquarters. Uh, Additionally, through our university blockchain research initiative, we support universities around the world to advance blockchain education and real-world solutions in digital payments and beyond. Uh, And we've partnered with a number of universities in the region, including the National University of Singapore, to support research, new curriculum development and technical projects to train the next generation of the global fintech workforce. Uh, So we're very bullish on the region. We're very bullish on Singapore and we're going to continue to build, develop and grow over here. All right, lots to look forward to at Ripple. We've been chatting with Rahul Advani. He is the policy director for APAC at Ripple, which has just won in principle approval for a digital payments license. Congrats again, Rahul. Thank you so much, Ryan. To listen to the full interview, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.